Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. This is the weekend edition. And on today's show, we have a very special show. Today is a throwback show back to November of 2018. It's a replay of a very special show with a dear friend of mine, Mr. Kyle Wilson. Kyle was Jim Rohn's business partner for 18 years as founder and president of Jim Rohn International. Listen to today's conversation with Kyle Wilson. Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash, and this is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest, although he's not exactly from the world of real estate investing. He's the co-founder of Jim Rohn International, business partner for the famous Jim Rohn. Welcome to the show, Kyle Wilson. Hey, Victor. My pleasure. Thank you. You carry a unique position in history, Kyle, uh, having been partner to one of the most notable people. I mean, he started an entire industry. Talk a little bit about what it was like working with Jim all those years. Victor, it was my life's great honor, right, to spend 18 years with with Jim Rohn. And uh, it was a great great partnership because he was the philosopher and I was the marketer. In fact, that's how we met. I was a seminar promoter and I would go into cities and fill up huge rooms, two, 3,000 people, and I would hire a couple of speakers. And of course, I was... I was hiring Jim Rohn. He was my favorite. And I would hire Brian Tracy and Og Mandino and typically have two speakers. And then in 1993, after having promoted Jim for four years, I had the opportunity to make him an offer he couldn't refuse. We started Jim Rohn International, and that uh, was the beginning of a, a great marriage. From what I understand, he was a little bit of an introvert. He wasn't really someone who necessarily wanted to be putting himself out there quite to the extent that ultimately he did. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was very private. And he, you know, one of his favorite sayings was he wanted to be the guy who affected the few, who then would affect the many. And that's, I think, one of the big reasons, even though Jim passed away in 2009, it's one of the big reasons He's as popular today as he's ever been because of people like Tony Robbins and Darren Hardy and Eric Worre and so many people that talk about Jim as their greatest mentor. So he, he wasn't necessarily interested in you know, talking to arenas or stadiums or even publishing books. It was, it was, I have some interesting stories. You know, in fact, he would say, I prefer fortune over fame. And I think there's some reasons behind that. He had seen some of his uh, good friends, you know, have things happen in life and now it's blasted all over, uh, you know, Forbes magazine or whatever. And he just was very protective of his privacy. And, uh, but yet he was such a gifted speaker and he had such a, an amazing influence. He, uh, he let me push the envelope and, and that's truly what happened. I, I was, a marketer. And so I'm, I'm pushing him always beyond his comfort zone of wanting to put himself out there. And again, that's why I think we had a great partnership. One of the things that I would say you really get the credit for is for capturing his wisdom, his, uh, his intellect, his unique way of phrasing things and putting it down on paper and memorializing it in so many different ways. There's the little black book of quotes. There's, there's many different products that you developed over the years that um, ultimately 
became a key part of his legacy. Uh, talk a little bit about that. How, how, how did you go through that whole process? I remember the first year that we partnered and I started Jim Rohn International and I was wanting to get Jim's message out to a lot more people. At the time, he was only doing maybe 20 public speaking dates a year and uh, it was way underpriced at 4000 a talk. And that first year, I took him to 110 dates at 10000 and eventually 25000 And I think part of it was this thing I call the wheel. And the wheel, uh, you know, p- picture a, a, like a tire wheel, and each spoke is a product or service. And the key is you get people on the wheel, and then you take them around the wheel. And I always begin with what is someone's secret sauce? And Jim's secret sauce was how profound he was, what a wordsmith he was, how much his advocates wanted to really get behind his message. And so I started collecting all his quotes. You know, I started from my journal notes uh, in his seminars, from his journals, from a book he had written, from an audio series he had. I created these, uh, it was created this hardbound book called The Treasury of Quotes. And then from that, created a little uh, pocket-sized booklet called Excerpts from the Treasury of Quotes. And that had 110 quotes and it had a tune from, and people would give the quote books away that really wanted people to experience Jim Rohn's wisdom and his message. And of course, the quote book had how you could buy multiples. You could buy 10, 100, 1,000 discounted prices to use as a Christmas gift to use give to your sales force, uh, people in network marketing, people in insurance. In the back, I had our catalog. And we moved over 6 million of those as a viral marketing tool over multiple years. And I actually did one for Brian Tracy. I did one for Zig Ziglar, uh, Dennis Waitley. But Jim's was by far the most popular because that was his gift. And so unlike any, any speaker I'd ever experienced or been around, Jim's fans really wanted to share his message. And so I created the little quote book to help them get the message out. And of course that got more people on the wheel and that way they got to experience our seminars and products and training programs. I love that. And you know, this was at a time when perhaps the internet wasn't as quite as present as the primary form of marketing as it is today. Uh, so you were having to rely on event-based marketing. You were having to rely on other methods. But yet, in many respects, a lot of the same principles apply today, albeit with different tools. They always do. You know, I always say marketing is principles and tactics. And principles don't change. The same principles going all the way back to the 1930s of classified ads or the 40s and 50s of radio or the 60s and 70s of TV, all the way up to infomercials. And of course, now it's social media and, uh, and the internet. And so um, the principles don't change. It's all about having great content, great value, making it easy for your advocates to get behind you. And I would say once the internet came around, I was one of the earliest adapters. Uh, we built a million plus email list uh, early on using the same principles that I used to use to fill seminar rooms back before the internet or this little booklet. And we, uh, you know, the, the little booklet became even more popular once the internet came around. So it, uh, the principles never change and it gets back down to connecting with people. The, the wheel, I think, works, you know, pre-internet, post-internet. It works in the social media uh, 
age we're in now. And so, a great point. Yes, uh, same fundamental principles always work. I think the biggest struggle that many people have today is even just getting people's attention. I mean, we are so saturated with things that are vying for our attention. You know, I don't know where you're probably sitting in your office and where you're sitting right now, there's probably a dozen pieces of advertising within your field of view and you don't even notice them uh, because you have to filter them out as a matter of survival. And I think it's true for everybody. How do you get people's attention in today's market? I think in 2018, 2019, I think it's important to gather groups together and spend time. So that's a big part of my strategy is, A, I want to have something really valuable that people would want. And so I created this thing called 52 Lessons I Learned from Jim Rohn and Other Legends. And that gets people on the wheel and I get to send them a weekly email with value. But then you have to give people a reason to say yes and to raise their hand. And I do that a lot with events. And it doesn't have to be my event. I met you through the real estate guys and through Tammy Mitchell at an event. You meet a ton of people at events. I'm going to an event uh, Wednesday and Thursday with Jeffrey Gittimer, my 20-year good friend. He's going to have me um, do a little presentation at his event. So I'm inviting my world to go to his event. So I think using social media, using your email list, using podcasts, to build the relationship and realizing not everyone's going to see every email or listen to every podcast, but when they do, give them opportunities to say yes. And then when you get together, that's where the real relationship happens. Uh, but yeah, it's absolutely tougher today than it's ever been to get people's attention. And that's why it's more important today than ever to bring value and to stand out with the the great products you have, the great services you have, and being a giver, and again, creating platforms and things for people to be part of. I, I love that you put this podcast together. You've created a platform to be valuable, both to the marketplace, but also to people that have something to say. And that's what you have to do these days uh, to actually get attention, is you need to be able to attract awesome people to the things you do, and then to be able to get an audience to come here, those awesome people. And a big part of that is how do you create platforms? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. In fact, one of the things that I've been hearing from many of the listeners on, on the Real Estate Espresso podcast is that they really value two things. Number one, the quality of the content. And number two, the fact that it's very short and concise. Uh, people don't have a lot of time to devote to an hour-long show or a two-hour-long show. I mean, Tim Ferriss does an amazing job with a two-hour show but who has two hours once a week to listen to a podcast? And uh, so it, it's really a combination of those two things. I, I've really found that that's, that's made a tremendous difference. I'm coming up on 100,000 downloads right now, which is, you know, for a new show, is I'm pretty happy with that result. It tells me that what I'm doing is working. I'm seeing the listenership grow every day, and they only stay if I deliver value. I love that. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, short, concise, make it valuable. To have 100,000 downloads this early is amazing. So congrats on that. And I would say it's okay to mix it up, right? There, I, I send out content. You send out content. We receive content. And I always tell people it's okay to mix things up, right? Keep people guessing a little bit. Just be authentic. Um, sometimes it's extra short. Sometimes it's a little bit longer. Whatever it needs to be is what it is. And 
some people don't have to stay for the whole, the whole thing, but, uh, but yeah, l- less is typically more. Of course, Jim is 10 years gone now or pretty close to 10 years. And, uh, I'm sure you miss him more than perhaps any of us yet. His legacy lives on because of much of the work that you put together over the course of those 18 years, capturing his wisdom on paper. What's next for Kyle Wilson? Yeah, I, um, uh... I've got just a, a ton of things I'm up to, and but I have my, my business pretty simple. You know, at one time uh, when I had Jim Run International, also had your success store, and I was the agent for a lot of other speakers, Dennis Waitley and Ron White, Chris Wagner. I had eight different publications, and that was pretty crazy. And I sold all the companies. I retired. I had a five-year non-compete. And now that I've come back out, I'm very, very intentional about what I do. And again, to me, it is about building an audience, building a list. And I do that through social media. I do it through uh, my email list. I do it through when I speak at companies or I'm on podcasts, right? And people then can connect with me. But after that, it's, it gets down to bring value and then have things that I'm passionate about. So for me, I have an inner circle. I have uh, coaching clients, and then I have these book projects. And beyond that, I, I'm pretty disciplined not to take on things that would, you know, have me, you know, the, the tail chasing the, the dog. So I love what I'm doing. Uh, the biggest thing I, I love about what I'm doing, and, and I know you're in the same boat, is we just have great people around us. And Absolutely. I've combined my business and my personal life. And you can kind of do that once your kids get older. Mine are 24 and 22. So I don't have soccer games and, you know, all the stuff you do that, that, you know, you're combining business, but then you have this whole other life. I don't really have that now. My whole life is people I love being around that are entrepreneurs, that are investors, that are into personal development. And so to whatever degree I'm very busy, I love every bit of it. Well, that's such a blessing, really. I mean, if you can love what you do and you can integrate that into your life so it's not this separate thing that you do from nine to five, but it's an integral part of your life, what, I mean, who could ask for more? Exactly, yeah. Well, Kyle, if folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Yeah, thank, thank you, Victor. They can go to kylewilson.com. I have a bunch of free resources. I have multiple books. I have interviews with Aaron Hardy, Brian Tracy, Mark Victor Hansen, and I have the thing... I'm the most proud of. It's called 52 Lessons I Learned from Jim Rohn and Other Legends. And I have Les Brown and John Maxwell, Brian Tracy, Mark Victor Hansen, and of course, Jim Rohn. And it's, it's a weekly email lesson. It's free and lots of, lots of value. So that would be awesome if people want to go to the website and sign up for that and just take a look around. Wonderful. Well, Kyle, thanks so much for joining us. I know this interview has been a long time in the making, and uh, I can't wait to see you next. I expect to be back in Dallas in the near future. And uh, for the listeners at home, have a great rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.